yeah. a Hannibal Holocaust style yeah. cannibalism. And he is yelling this on the streets through a terrible loudspeaker, if you want to call it that. And he says... TheBonusHours.com presents Between the Profound and the Profane Starring in To Max Fun Justin McElroy Thanks for Everything The Crash Weirdly OVA And so The Gentlemen of the Bonus Hours and the stars of Between the Profound and the Profane find themselves caught between a concrete staircase and a crazy man with a speaker around his neck. He might begin telling ghost stories if they're lucky. Will they cut and run? Or will they continue? to stay. So this man is explaining to us about the undesirables on the 25th dock. He trails off, and then he turns around, and he says a lot of people will tell you it all starts in 1900 storm, 1890, but 1528 to Civil War five no sixty one eighteen twenty five no too early fifteen twenty eight eighteen ninety one that's my hundred year period that I researched <laughs> at the uh, Texas uh, Historic Library the Rosenberg Library you can't yeah. find this on Google guys classic historic you library you Google. cannot find on Google kept going in a loop right there uh, that, uh, in the same sort of cadence that I just did. Yeah. Uh, over and over again about how he had researched a hundred year period that ended in 1895 and started in 1528 and then he would backtrack and explain no the hundred year period starts here but the actual haunting of Galveston starts somewhere in the 1500s and then he would back up and say 1497 it yeah. was a whole I don't know dates I don't know I mean I know yeah. there's a bunch of numbers and we could probably do some we could probably figure it out but okay I mean uh the 1490s and when it, it is when it is around the time that the Europeans finally make true landfall and begin doing their god goals. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I know glory, that. But like, like uh, throughout the New World. Wh- so, so like, 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 so like that's just giving you like a broad yeah, yeah, of what's yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah. So, and this is actual history. Oh, we'll get into. Galveston is hit. Uh, is is inhabited. Galveston is inhabited. Uh, by a semi-nomadic tribe uh, called the Karen, the Karen, Karen Kawas. Uh, they lived here on the island. They would fish the island up until storm season. Then they would move up the bayous <laughs> and the canals. Uh, they would move up the rivers up to about where we stay. Yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah. Up they would they would move up to the spring and the woodlands area because it was covered in woods and it was a good place to hide from storms uh, up until the winter when you would want to move back down south to the beach to do some winter right fishing. it makes sense folk could very well yeah that's the way that people would live um 
If you lived in a fucking swamp? Yeah, if you lived, yeah. You yeah. got to, man. You have to. Yeah. So these people, these, these swamp natives, uh, 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 that's not the I know, I know, I, I know, I know that. Hey, that was not as bad as what Crash had to say. Crash had a lot to say about Crash. the Baron Collins. Oh, yes, was it a he, lot, or was it just oh, the same thing but, over and over so again? It, it was a couple terms. to us that the Europeans make landfall here. Uh, Paul Plot. 1497 or 1528 because he kept bouncing back and forth. I don't Who know. was it who landed? Was it the Zavaka? Cabeza de Vaca. Zavaka. The Zavaka. crazy cowhead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how I remember his name. Yes. It's the only yeah. way I'll ever remember his name. Head of cow. Um, <laughs> who makes landfall uh, here in Galveston Island. He meets the Karankawas. They, in Crash's words, and people in Karankawas, but they... <sighs> Would love to party with you. They love people from out of town. They just invite you to what they call a Karenkawa barbecue. Oh, no. And that's all I need to say because you know where that's going. If uh-huh. I said the words Karenkawa barbecue. We don't know that really happened. No, that, no. That, that's what I'm getting. There is no can't proof Google it. that the Karenkawas ate people or practiced cannibalism. Even ritualistic cannibalism. No. Like there's no knowledge that they actually practice no. ritualistic cannibalism. No. He continues to, he starts telling us that the Karankawa practiced cannibalism. Not just cannibalism, oh. but like torturous, oh, yeah. cannibal holocaust style yeah. cannibalism. And he is yelling this on the streets through a terrible loudspeaker, if you want to call it that. He, and he, he says that the Karankawa love inviting people to the parties. They love a party. They'll invite you to a Karankawa barbecue. They will tie you to a tree, and then they will begin to flay skin off of you and cook it. And while, you dancing. Be, while, dancing. while dancing. While dancing. Yeah. While dancing. And they'll keep doing the ritualistic dance with the ritualistic knives and dancing. After they heat the knives yeah, up. Yeah, the so that way they can just scoop it right up. Yeah. So yeah. it gets cooked on. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. And you are forced to watch yourself be eaten by these people. He just kept saying Karankawa barbecue. Yeah. And then he said, would anybody like to be invited that, to that party? And then I made the mistake of trying to break the tension by saying, like, I never turned down a party! <laughs> yeah, huh? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, this is going to be one of those nights fucked And up. then, yeah, he, he looked at you like, funny. You're a funny guy. I, I'm going to put a gun in my <laughs> tumbleweed-looking face. and <laughs> This whole time, all of this is going on. This is... I'm sitting back here, guys. Very depressed. At this point, yeah. oh yeah, your entire yeah, night is I'm, at this I'm, point. my night is fucked. Yeah, because <laughs> you thought Crash would be at least not, not cool. I don't, I don't want to like put words in, words in your mouth, but cool, I don't think would be the cool word is not the word. Uh, uh, cool, uh, uh, I wanted to be the photos I saw. Like I want the, him to be the description. I want to, I want, I want to show that. Like I go into it, I know it's going to be a show. I know what yeah. these are. I want the entertainment. I, yeah. that's what I want I was so angry at what I got that even his struggles with his sunglasses oh, his hair and his <laughs> headset yeah like this man was yeah. getting wrapped up like the hair was <laughs> the a hair. lot the hair was yeah. a lot and it was taking over his face it was it would flop over every time he yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just upset. His 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 fifteen minute talk rambles on for a second from Cabeza de Vaca being worshipped as a deity slave, which is not true. 
at all. None. You can look this up on Google, despite what Crash kept telling us. <laughs> Cabeza de Vaca landed, and he was welcomed. Not as a deity, because that's like the way the wrong word, but they thought he was a cool dude. He yeah. wore gold and like yeah. walked out of the water. Yeah. They thought he was like You'd special think that was for a pretty reason. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Cabeza de Vaca uh, was later uh, sort of attacked, quote unquote, by the by the native people here, uh, kind of for being a dick and probably for spreading disease. Right, right, right. Yeah. As Europeans did. Cabeza de Vaca eventually leaves Galveston. Uh, he did take some of the natives with him. I'm not going to speculate on either way because that's not part of this story. Uh, yeah. Cabeza de Vaca leaves and he travels down to Mexico City where, in Crash's words, he changed world history forever. Let's give him a round boss. Give him a round of applause. But he really didn't seem to like pirates. Uh, he really seemed to enjoy authority. Um, and... Oppression? <laughs> uh, well. Eurocentric thinking. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. He tells the story of Jean Lafitte. We've talked about Jean Lafitte here on the podcast. Yes. I actually like the story of Jean Lafitte. He's not a good so. dude. No. no. People rarely are. He was a fucking pirate yep. and a privateer. Yep. And he said, fuck you to the governments and navies. And I think that's cool. Yep. I think that's cool. Yep. Uh, uh, you know, beyond that, he is literally the person who started the first township here in Galveston. It was a, it's a literal pirate cove. That's why I call it that to this day. It was started by pirates. A pirate showed up with a bunch of gold and a bunch of bullion and a bunch of bullshit full of piss and vinegar. And he built himself a fortress on this island. Yeah. Now, he probably did chase off the natives. Uh, yeah. Which we were so. I oh no, we were supposed to give John Lafitte a round of applause for that. You guys are right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because he shot at the natives. Yeah, because and built a house here. Yeah. We're supposed to give the French pirate a round. Of applause. Another round of applause. That was another round of applause for for, for a white man doing for chasing that. the native population yeah. up to where we live. Yeah, yep. And he, yeah. <laughs> he, he tries to tell us about John Lafitte. He makes up a bunch of bullshit about how John Lafitte might be in the bottom of Galveston Bay. Not true. Nowhere near true. <laughs> and and the whole time he is swinging wildly and pointing at random buildings and people, and just throwing out fun facts for everybody that were neither fun nor were they facts. <laughs> But in between all the main information that you're that you're covering and you're actually covering what you're covering what facts are, um, what he what Bagabones was uh, saying was not good old dry bones, <laughs> dry clean only. Crash weirdly then gets into, I think he tried to touch on the Civil War and then he trailed off. And they fell off the Civil War, and then we got to the Great Storm of, uh, uh, okay. of 1900. So what he said about the Civil War was this, verbatim. So what happened in 1861? I said, Civil War. Yeah, so now we talk about something completely different. You know about that one already? Damn. The, <sighs> the head under the train thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. The head under that the, was okay. Yeah. So that was before that was the storm. right. Yeah. That, yeah. Was, that, was, before the that was right before. Yeah. That was right before the our storm. Our first ghost story. Oh, guys, our first <laughs> ghost story 
Who can remember the name? Who can remember the name? <gasps> oh, I know shit. it. I know it. Was that Watson? Yeah, it was William Watson. Oh, it, I yes. now know who William That's, Watson is because he said, "Who here? Why do we know that name, William Watson?" It's there's no right. reason, dude. Like it's you're literally going to tell us the story. Clap, clap for him, anyways. Why we are going? We William Watson. William Watson fell off the front of a train and he was thrown underneath it, which that which crash. Crash told us with great glee in his voice. <laughs> yes. Bigger and glee, Yeah, he was real happy. Like That his body <laughs> was torn to shreds underneath the wheels <laughs> of the train. It was a bad ghost it story. It was bad. It was a bad story. It was we a bad ghost story. We can't Google it, man. William Watson fell under a train and his head stayed on the front of a train for the next 15 years. Miles. 15 streets. 15 streets. streets whatever. 15 blocks. 15 blocks too many. Of a train crushing a skull. And it's stuck there. Now that's believable. Get... <laughs> crash? His hat was still on. Oh, that's the word. That was the puncher. Yes, that the was puncher. the that was the funny spot because he demanded that we laugh. Because, like, nobody laughed because right. everyone was... Yeah, he did. No, he actually did. He insisted that we... Because, like, everyone, like, kind of nervously looked at each other <laughs> like, is this like is this the chance when you run? And then he looked at all of us with those fucking cobra eyes. And he was just like, you... Come on, this is where you laugh. This is where you laugh. Cokes I'm getting very serious. Good on this tour. That's when... <laughs> Jokes aren't very good on this tour. That's what he said. That's when crash jokes aren't very jokes aren't very good on this tour, and I only wear my sunglasses because it's a shtick. This is when crash then told us then began his first uh, story about how he talked to somebody three years ago on his very tour. This very tour, who came face to neck with the ghost of William Watson, and we all did a nervous huh. And they say that he still wanders these streets looking for something. What do you think he's looking for? I think he's looking for his hat. Because I'm a 12-year-old boy who can't not make a joke at this yeah. moment. And he was like, he was, he was about to pull and something. Then, and then, at the same time you said hat, um, we'll call her Love Muffin. Yeah, yeah, he was She says her. head. And then he, he goes... Hat, head, something like that. Who cares? Who gives a shit? <laughs> the storm of 1900 happened. Wait, what happened in 1900? You guys tell me. <laughs> now tell me. So, something that fucking happened here. Why don't you tell me for once? In 1891. Wait, what? You said storm of 1900 crash. You said storm of 1900. 1891 on Wednesday, September 8th. The night before the storm. What? On 1891, a man predicted that a storm would never hit Galveston Island because it is positioned as a barrier island. Let's give the let's give him a round of applause, folks, (laughs) folks, folks. A barrier island is an island developed from hurricanes hitting the coast. It it, creates a a barrier. Between the coast, it's and the fucking ocean. It's literally meant to be hit. 
Uh, by but, hurricanes. But this not is not meant to be lived off. This no. is 1891. Science isn't that good. They don't Science have... was fine in 1891. No, Cuba was perfect. Cuba we kept... didn't have penicillin. Cu- no, I'm saying like... Cuba no, this, was this, telegraphing this, 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 us desperately saying there is a massive hurricane that just wiped out all of our island, basically, and it is heading directly to you next. Get everyone out of there. And they're like, what would these... Island Cubaners know about hurricanes. Yeah, did he, did he, did he say that? Hold on. Hold on. Did he say... Holy shit. He said that. He tried to pass it off as like an ironic joke like I would. But he had no. already done so much Karen Kala barbecue and that, that completely lost on me. Okay. okay I'll let's back up. So 1891. A man states that Galveston will never be hit by a, by a, by a, by a hurricane, hurricane again. Hurricane, yeah. But he is told by the Cubans. Yes. The Cubans. They telegraph. Yes. The Cubans telegraph to Galveston and apparently specifically to this white man. That's just yes. what I assumed by how Crash told the story. I mean, judging by, yeah, his version of events. That, no, motherfucker, this is a barrier island. You're going to get hit by all the hurricanes tomorrow. Yeah. But what do Cubans know about hurricanes? Ah. oh i hate racism uh uh, i don't know if crash uh, hold on i want to punch up this joke crash okay i'm punching up your joke okay bring it bring it bring it in 1891 a man named billy bill billiam blakely batherly good one stated to the rich folks of Galveston, I don't know if you guys know this, but Galveston, after it was a little pirate cove, it was ran wealthy, by wealthy. rich people. Yeah, yeah. They loved this island. Casinos, booze, prostitution, if that's what you're into. So he tells these rich folks, it's a barrier island. It cannot be hit by a hurricane. How it is positioned, not going to happen. And then some islanders called Cubans call up and say, guys, hurricanes are coming. But what the fuck does a Cuban know about a hurricane? Boom. Mic drop. And then nothing bad ever happened again. Everybody <laughs> no. went home after the tour. It was good. Yeah, so, no. I wish that's what happened. I know. If, it, if he just stopped. If he just. What do Cubans know about hurricanes? Yeah. I mean, a lot. They are an island. You would they think. They are an island. Islands usually get hit by hurricanes. So Before barrier islands. He um <laughs> he winds up moving from there to the actual hurricane, and he tried to, he tried to describe to us what it looked like the night before the hurricane, and oh, like, yeah. go on an hour by hour track of how the hurricane happened. Do you know how it looked? Yeah. I don't know how it looked really from what he said. Uh, no, <laughs> from the way he said it. Let me explain. I'm not going to do it in his voice. Crash explained to me. That there was a mist wall above where the seawall used to, would be eventually, but at this point it was just the coast. Is this when he became a uh, meteorologist? For yes. Minute? Okay. Oh yeah. There yeah. was a mist wall of blue or red or the, green. Yeah, the sky was red with a mist wall mm-hmm. that was then parted by a blue norther. Yeah, by a north by a norther that came from the Gulf. <laughs> Well, from Mexico. He, he does know that on the radar, the colors aren't really the sky. 
Yeah, Nor'easter from Mexico City they came through. Worst. Came through in freaking June, uh, in Texas. They send their worst. They, they send their they, Northers. They, they send they their do Easters. Not. They send. They send their Jesuses. They send their. <laughs> oh. They send yeah, their they pastas, just... their fettuccines, their... <laughs> this blue norther breaks through the red veil. Yes! It was a, psy- <laughs> it was a, psychedel- it was a psychedelic battle that only a few people seen. And because the veil was broken, yes. the mist veil, the red mist veil was broken, the hurricane was allowed to come to Galveston Island. You may pass. Oh my god. Folks, I'll never doubt that I enjoy talking about the occult, magic with a K. It's something I'm interested in. It's something yeah. I find very, very interesting. It's fun. It's also part of the performance. It's part of, you know, oh, the, like, yeah, the yeah, yeah. that I put on yeah. here on the show. If I ever say anything like the mist veil was broken by the <laughs> Blue Norther and allowed a hurricane... I'm gonna slap you, bro. Please! Please <laughs> yeah. do! Yeah. Please do! Yeah, we, we will... We I will. seriously think, though, he does think those colors on the radar are the actual colors of the sky. Oh, yeah. Like, is that what he did? Cause I, I think like, so. Like, there's lots of reds and yellows. I mean, there's some purple in there, you know, and isolated spots. He tried to explain <laughs> to us what happened, uh, like, hour by hour when the storm hit. The storm recedes at about 1 a.m. I'm not going to get into the grisly details. Uh, people Mostly, died. People yeah, died. People, yeah, people a lot died. of people died. He wanted to really tell us about a train that fell off the uh, that fell off the tracks, and like he was like, "Get this! You know what wind can do to a train?" Yeah, and he he like yeah, and he and he really liked the uh the, like the details of it, almost like he was trying to scare away everybody, but not like not like ooh a scary ghost story, but more like oh wow yeah, you need to stop saying those words that are coming out of your mouth. There were bodies everywhere. There were bodies on the street. There were bodies on the roofs. I mean, these are things that we as Texans, yeah. and especially as Houstonians, have heard our entire yeah. lives. We know like, what the, the storm caused. The storm is part of our collective uh, cultural and community history. Mm-hmm. So We know about it. Eighth uh, grade Texas history. Yeah, it's something that we have learned about from, from before eighth grade, but uh, yeah. it is part of our curriculum in the yeah. eighth grade. There was an entire, I think, month spent on that storm. It's a huge part of our history as a Gulf Coast um, town and, and city. Yeah. Um, because Galveston is like, you know, our, our, our Houston's little brother you know, or, or whatever. It's our beach, man. It's our beach. Galveston was a, a huge town before yeah. that. It, it was, was a port it was city. A port city. Yeah. It would it, have been Houston. It, it was non-mockingly called the Manhattan of the South. Yes. It, and it's I, I now it just every time I say that phrase or see it, it's like, oh, stop, stop making the mockery. But at the time, it legitimately wasn't. So this storm kind of ruined the Gulf Coast for a little bit and built Houston, built Houston. Uh, and we probably well, the three of us probably would not live in it around Houston without the storm. So it's yeah. part of our cultural history. This man focused on the bodies. Yeah, no, it was all about the dead bodies. And like, there's this one body that they're poking the the face, and then like the whole thing just fucking ooze, dude. It just, I mean, it just fucking ooze. And, and now he, at this point, he is literally wobbling like um, a paper mache version of the Eiffel Tower. I know that if this left is, out in the hurricane of 1900. I know that this is him trying to build the tension, like we had said before. Um, uh, yeah, for sure. He was trying happened. to scare us in uh, yeah, a no, very no. graphic way instead of like a... 
And then he got on something about whiskey and how if you didn't clean up bodies yeah. after they offered you whiskey, they'd just shoot you. You know, there some racial connotations. To there that was a lot. Well. Of, there was a lot. Um, and and, then, the, and, the, and uh, he he's also in that bit. He says, uh, and "You all know what painkillers were back then, right?" And morphine. We yeah. have Jack Daniels was kind of what he basically. Yeah, that's said. how he said Jack Daniels. I, I yeah. literally expected him to say that's how Jack Daniels got started when he explained to us that they would pass whiskey out to survivors yeah. in order to make them clean up dead bodies because folks i need you to know that if there's ever a natural disaster and there's bodies lying in the fucking streets nobody in your community will ever lift a fucking finger to help or do anything unless you hand them whiskey yeah i hope that you can hear the sarcasm in my fucking voice so i was convinced that he was about to explain to me that that's how jack daniels got started yeah which actually might have made the tour a little bit better <laughs> would have been fitting for where we were going yeah crash uh talks about whiskey he talks about shooting people he t- tries to talk about how the ashton villa haunting is what drew him here yeah. ashton villa was built by a hardware manufacturer here on the island uh just before the storm but he never gets there he just keeps trailing off and mm. then we finally start the tour oh my god no, let me yeah. tell you this. I, I noticed this. We haven't even made it to the restaurant then. That no, first no, one. no. Oh, shit. At this point, I looked at my clock from when <laughs> we started. And it was like 12 minutes. <laughs> that hour and 16 minutes we just did, in real life, took 12 minutes. It felt it like felt, an hour and It felt longer than what we've been sitting you here for. You just got what we got. Yeah. We, we slowed down time to break it all down for you. <laughs> I don't know what white zombie song he started with. <laughs> was it Dracula? Uh, yeah. So it was Rob Zombie. Yeah, it was Rob Zombie. So I thought Rob Zombie came in between these two oh, moments. But I admit, way, yeah. It was, it was either a Rob or a white zombie song. Yeah. It might have been Dracula. We'll go with it. Yeah, all right, it yeah. sounded so, like 1990. It might as well. It might as well have. So Dracula <laughs> starts playing. <laughs> And we're walking down from the him. Street. From, from him. him. Yes. From him. He hits a button dramatically on his chest. He just like like boom, it is on. And like he just started he yeah. flip he flips uh, and he he flips open his his duster so it can catch the wind and just then from the sea a mighty wind blows on the skeleton corn husk of a human being. And Everyone uh, in the streets and everyone at all these little shops is just staring at us. <laughs> it's frightening. Bring you that. 